three, four, five, let's go! to you from the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of cajun country this is Faye five from fans i'm your host hulk boy from hollywood jamie ray and i'd like to welcome you to this episode of Faye five from fans i think we just covered that but anyway just so you know (laughs) now we have video today for the first time we're beaming to you from the new Plastic Microphone Studios 2.0, as you can tell from the cool back stuff. There's a lot of little things for your eyes to go on. And if you find something and you have a question for it, please send us an email at hulkboy. Again, that's me. That's me. At fay5fromfans.com. And I'll tell you what it is. And then next episode, keep your eye out because it may change. Today, we have a really, really cool show list. This is an episode about a cartoon, but it's not a kid's cartoon, so it's not like Hanna-Barbera. I'm talking about Rick and Morty. And to talk about our favorite Rick and Morty episodes, I have invited Arthur and just all-around general cool person, Jocelyn Jackson. Welcome to Faye 5, Jocelyn. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to have you. Me too. So this was actually Jocelyn's idea. And so I have to give you mad props for that because you picked a good one because this one was tough. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty obsessed with it for sure. Are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so um, Jocelyn, before we dive into it, why don't you tell everybody? Um, so first of all, you're an author. We met yes. at the Shreveport GeekCon convention where you and your husband had some really cool little shirts that you played off of each other on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us about who you are and tell us about your amazing new books. So I'm Jocelyn Jackson, or my pen name is J.D. Jackson. Um, I am a young adult write, uh, author. This is my first book, War of Souls. Um, I'll give you the quick spill that I give everybody because apparently it works. Um, it is a young adult fiction about heaven and hell fighting over the human soul. There are werewolves, shapeshifters, and vampires that don't glitter. It's pretty good. So sucks. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for the new book. I haven't read it yet unfortunately, um, because I honestly tried to go back and read Twilight and all I could think about was the acting that went on and it's kind of ruined me. But Is there an apricot on these books now? I, I, I'm, sure how I'm not sure what the newest one looks like, to be honest, because I've been scared to pick it up, <laughs> really. like I want to because it was such a huge part of my life as a high schooler, but now as an adult, it's really cheesy. And I don't know if I want to do that again. So, oh, so you, you, did you read the books and then went voraciously and saw the movies or 
How did that yes, go? I was definitely one of the young girly girls that, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I was, I was team Jacob, of course, and of I course. read all the books and it was the best thing ever. And then watched the movie. And as soon as I was done with the movie, like the first one, I was like, oh, it was pretty good, but it wasn't what I expected. And then we moved on to new moon where it was, oh my gosh, it was terrible. And after that, I was like, this is just the worst thing. It just <laughs> ruined me. That's how it was for a lot of people. I still respect it. Books are great. Movies Books are great. Even better. Because <laughs> you get the movie in your head. Yep. And then what's on the screen. And it's always so much better on Of course, screen. I never blame Robert Pattinson. He did an incredible job. But of course, I always defend him because I know him as Cedric. And that's my guy. And now he's <laughs> the Batman. I know. I'm so excited. I want to see it. And that cool, that little emblem on his chest, made up of the parts of the gun that killed his parents. Yep. I, I got to give props to. It. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so, if you don't mind me asking, um, how old are you? I am 28. Just turned 28. Okay, because my I have a daughter who is 22, and we had a party when the first movie came out on DVD, and brought a bunch of the girls over and they watched the movie about six times yep. between Saturday morning <laughs> and then Sunday and they ate apples and they did, I don't know, some other stuff. I stayed in the other man cave far away. So <laughs> I have to see it. <laughs> yeah. When the fourth movie came out, we had a viewing party for it. It was pretty fun. Oh, cool. Cool. So your books, um, you just had a, the, the war of souls just came out, right? Yes. So I have the War of Souls was my first one. War of Blood is second, and War of Minds just came out, and it is a finished trilogy. Oh. So if you speed read through them, I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> They're all on Amazon, now. right? They are. You can find them on Amazon. The easiest way to find it, honestly, is just to type War of Souls and then space JD Jackson, and it'll pop up this one. Um, I do have an author page. So you can click on like, it'll have like a little blue letter that'll say JD Jackson. You could click on it and it'll take you my author page where all of my books are, um, any events that I'm going to, the bio, my Facebook, TikTok, all of that is on my author page that'll take you from Amazon. Awesome. So. Awesome. And like you just said, you're on Facebook too. And at the mm -hmm. end of the episode, we're going to have all your links on a page so that all your fans can stop and write them all down and we can go and we can buy all your books and you're going to sell out and you have to start cutting more trees down and print more books. And it's just going to be great. You can't get them on ebook too. If you don't want to cut a tree Ooh. down, they oh. are ebook ready. Okay. But you can't hold it. <laughs> Smell the ebook. I mean, well, you can, I guess, but you know, that's the way I feel, but some people don't feel like that. Yeah. I definitely prefer to have it in my hands and hold it and have to turn the page and, all yeah, of that. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's what it's, you just got to hold it and just, yep. you know, and then you can loan it to someone that means you physically have to give it to them, not just hit a button yep. and send it, but I'm old. So that's just hanging out. That's but. also why I have too many bookshelves that are breaking from the weight of the books I have. Oh no. <laughs> I'm with you. I wish sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, so awesome. So this trilogy is finished. Do you have another one in the works? Um, I'm currently working on a children's book. Um, my husband's kind of pushed me in that direction because I've mentioned it a couple of times before that I wanted to do, but it's not, it's a lot harder to do a children's book because I can't do it all myself. Whereas okay. 
you know, my War of Souls books, I wrote them, I published them. I, well, I didn't edit them because they would be terrible if I did. I had a professional edit them. But getting an illustrator is a lot more work and I cannot draw. I've actually spent the last two weeks trying to learn how to draw and paint just good enough to do it. Yeah. I can't do it. It uh. is not my forte at all. Well, that's, that's strange that didn't, right now in COVID when so many people are stuck in their houses that there's just not like a plethora of illustrators out there just ready to jump on your book. I mean, there's a lot, but with the market growing for that, the price of them is a lot right now. Oh, okay. And I haven't found one that fits the picture I have in my mind. Right. Um, I'm honestly kind of waiting on my sister-in-law, who's an incredible artist. She's working on a comic book right now. Oh. So I think I might wait till she finishes her comic book and then be like, here, I'll pay you lots of money to draw my stuff. <laughs> so hopefully I can talk her into it. There you go. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, can't wait to see that. That'll be good. Do we get a little snippet about what it's about? Um, so I wanted to write uh, about my three kids that I have, my three little girls, but it's the three little goblin girls. And I wanted to do a series of like adventures that they do because I'm super into D and D right now, Dungeons and Dragons. And so I wanted all of their little stories to be like one shots kind of, but it's all going to be based in the world of Navaris, which is a D and D campaign that I'm currently running with some of my friends that I have. And I've ran one time before. So once I publish these kids books, because that's what my husband thinks I'd be really good at. And I agree, but I kind of want to move on to bigger things. I want to write an epic novel series about Ooh. the world in Navaris because I have underground uh, organizations. I have criminal backgrounds. I have whole capital cities that are at war with each other. I have history that's happened in this D&D world that I want to pull from. And of course, everything that my players have done um, as far as the first campaign I went through where they basically destroyed the world and killed a God. And then this next campaign that they're currently going through is trying to revive the God of death. I'm going to have all of that in my novels too. It's going to be great. Wow. That's really awesome. I can't believe that D and D has gotten so popular again. When I was like in sixth or seventh grade, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's like yeah. 82, 83. And yep. now here it is. 2021 and y'all are do it's it's crazy that's awesome though but it's funny because i know exactly how you feel because it is it's like a whole whole world that you create it's yeah world you do what you want it's to a ton oh that's awesome well, good. i'm excited i'm excited that dnd has came back though yeah and it's not considered a super nerdy thing anymore yeah i guess that's got to do a lot with uh stranger things too it's kind of bringing yeah stranger things in. helped a ton yeah yeah i have a buddy kirk uh who said in junior high school we used to play many modules like 15 minute recesses and uh he is into it i'm 51 years old and a bunch of doctors and lawyer and whatnot they all get together <laughs> and they play it it's just like that was just so cool you know so I that'd I, be a really fun awesome. game though oh it probably is it probably <laughs> is because some of the guys have like mega money so they have all of the you know, all the little lead figures and all that stuff. When yeah. I was playing, we used to take a, um, you know, the, the cardboard, like you would, it has a squares on it and you would lay fabric to cut it. So mm -hmm. you could cut it square. So we took yep. one of those and laid uh laminate on top of it, like clear. 
And so we would draw using the squares as you would walk. You could see more of the dungeon or whatnot. And we thought we were cool cool there. And now there's like whole tables that are interactive LCD screens. That's really what I want. I want to put a TV in our screen so that, or on our table so that it will move through it. It's the end goal. My husband says it costs a lot, but. Yeah, but you're going to be a mega super (laughs) author. So you're going to have money to burn. See, that's what I told him. I said, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, all right. Well, listen, I uh I'm so excited to get to this list. Again, I, I just want to say bravo because this is a I, I love Rick and Morty, but it's never something I thought I would sit down to make a list because there's so many good episodes. Yep. Yeah. But you yeah, are an I've, Uber fan. Oh, a hundred percent. I've I think this was the fourth time I've watched through season one through four. Of course, I haven't seen five. Cause I don't watch it as it comes out. I wait till it hits Hulu so that I can mm-hmm. watch it. Um, so that's what I'm currently waiting on. Every time I get on Facebook, anytime I see something about like Rick and Morty, I like scroll past real fast. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to see what's going on. <laughs> don't show me. Did you see episode one uh, of season five? It's like free on YouTube. I think. I haven't seen it yet. No, I didn't know it was okay, free I, on YouTube. I did break down and watch it and it was very <laughs> interesting. Uh, it had this whole Atlantis thing feel to it. So, uh, but I'm the same way. I don't watch them until they come out on Hulu because uh, I love you, but I can't pay uh, extra money. So, no. Yep. But, okay, so we are sitting down to look. And what I did is I asked you to make a list of your five favorite episodes. And I gave you some honorable mentions. And you took all of that and you wanted even more. I understand that you have some special mystical top pick, which as far as I know, has never yes. been on the show before. So <laughs> bravo to you already for starting off. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us what that is and what a top pick is? Because I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm all yours. I picked this top pick because I felt, I felt like it was too good to be part of the five. And I felt like it was unfair. Like if you're going to do, oh, your top five of Rick and Morty, like, oh, this one's going to make the list because it's everybody's favorite. So I didn't want to put that on the list because I felt like it was unfair to the rest of the episodes to have that on there. <laughs> it's like um, the bully episode is what you're saying. Right. Right. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, of course, my favorite is Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick! as it is <laughs> most people. I mean, it's just all around the storyline, how he gets to work. Like everything is just amazingly funny and great about it. Plus it's a super centered Rick episode, right. which is, Always great. Always great. I, I I do like me some pickle Rick. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you could see my Pringles can of pickle oh, yeah. Ricks from have you ever seen those? Nope. They're actually pickle flavored Pringles in a can that has Rick on it. Ugh. I guess that's what they taste like because I've never opened it. And it's oh, been no. a while, so I probably will never <laughs> open it. <laughs> nope. Can't open it now. It's gonna just gotta be there. <laughs> yeah, we need some Szechuan sauce to dip them in anyway. So for you real. Know. Oh my gosh, for real. <laughs> Okay, so that's your top pick. So that's not going to be on your list. But if it was on your list, it would be at the very number one. Yeah. So you have not one, not two, but three honorable mentions. Give them to us. I didn't didn't know how I wanted to do, because I kept debating between the three, like which one I wanted to drop. And I just really liked all of them. So I was hoping you would let me read all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a hit. You can pretty much do anything on the show. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Um, So. My first one 
that immediately comes to mind. And okay, I have to say this too before I start. A lot of the Rick and Morty episodes are split where like Rick and Morty are going to do stuff and then like Beth and Jerry are doing something or Summer's doing something. A lot of the times it's two separate ones. Right. And a lot of my favorite episodes didn't get put because half of the episode was great, but then the other half of it, I didn't care for, so it didn't get put. So a lot of these honorable mentions are on the honorable mentions list because of that. So I have to put that there. Okay, I'm with you. That caveat is noted. So season one, episode nine, something ricked this way comes. It's when Morty and Jerry do the science project and Jerry is animate like Pluto is a planet and they end up getting abducted to Pluto for all of that stuff. And the fact that Jerry will not let it go. <laughs> he's honestly just an idiot. Well, it I mean, is I know a planet. Pluto was robbed, man. I mean, I get why, but like, and even Morty at one point, like I understand, but like Jerry just won't let it go. Like, no, it's a planet. Um, So I don't want to say too much because I don't want to run anything if somebody's uh, watched it. But yeah, he ends up going there. And then the reason it's my honorable mention is because Summer works with the devil when he's doing all those, um, the tricky deals and everything. And then at the end, when like, Rick and Summer get super buff and go back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love that so much. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites for sure. I think I I think I rated that one an eight. An eight. Simply so you, because of the summer one. So you rated them all. That's how you got to where they're on yes. this list. Okay. Okay. I'm very organized and meticulous person. So when you're like, oh, we're gonna do this, I rewatched all of them, put summaries for every episode, and then oh rated gosh. one through ten. It was whole numbers or half numbers? Whole numbers. Okay. All whole numbers. Okay. All right, all right. I didn't know if it was like this one was actually seven and two thirds, but you were rounding up or how that worked. Okay. <laughs> no, whole they numbers. were they were all whole numbers. There okay. was a couple times I was like, should this be an eight or is this a seven? I don't know. Normally it's safer to round down. And so you Only, rated them based on what? Um, most of the time, how funny they were, because the show's supposed to be funny. Uh-huh. So if they weren't very funny, I didn't rate them that high. Depending. Okay. There was a couple that I rated high because they had a lot of emotional tension in it. And it was a lot of growth, which I personally love. So they got rated higher on rare occasions if they had like really funny parts, but then really serious parts. It was a good dynamic between the two. Okay. All right. Good. Good to know. Okay. So then let's get your honorable mention number two. So two would be season four, episode four, Claw and Hoarder Special Rictims Morty. I'm not... (laughs) This should have been one of my top five, but I didn't want to explain why this was one of my top five. So it's an honorable mention. Hmm. I'm just going to say what's it about. And if you've seen it, you know, this is when Morty gets the dragon. (laughs) That. (laughs) So we're just going to leave it at that. And that's why that's an honorable mention. (laughs) Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's great. But we just didn't need to go through all that. (laughs) Anybody who hasn't seen Rick and Morty is going to be like, oh, my gosh, what happened in that episode? We need to see that episode because that one's 
or maybe you don't it's need so to bad. see it. Wait until you see some <laughs> other ones. And it's already got your yeah. hooks in you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would highly recommend just watch them in order. That way, by the time you get to that episode, you have grown to be used to that kind of thing. You've yeah. desensitized yourself because if you just go full in for that one, you will never watch Rick and Morty again. <laughs> you might not watch cartoons again. You know? No, you definitely won't watch a dragon. Pete's dragon <laughs> is off your list for the rest of your life. But that's... <laughs> no Dungeons and Dragons. You're not doing Aragon. Nothing. nothing. All of it gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. So <sighs> no Dragon Tales. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. It takes right. a whole new meaning. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. <laughs> All right. So let's get your number one honorable mention. Okay. So season four, episode eight, the vat of acid episode. That's literally the name of it. That's a great episode. So I love this one because Rick not only proves Morty wrong once, but twice. So when Morty was like the acid's stupid and it's dumb and all of that, that's the first thing that ticks Rick off. And then the second thing is when Rick is like, or when Morty's like, oh, you can't, you can't build that clicker that will pause you in time. You can't do that. And then right. Rick's like, yes, I can, but it's a dumb idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. He does. Morty does all of that adventure by himself, which is pretty cool seeing it, him be happy. It was. And then he runs all of it and having to go back to Rick and admit like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And then Rick being like, oh, look at all of these things that you did to these people when you split and how horrible it was, but I can fix it. He does. And then he gets to prove him wrong again by making him do the acid. And that was, that was was the law. It was the long con. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. That is a great, that was a great episode. I remember seeing it for the first time going, okay, so it's literally called the fat of acid episode. And it was for very good reason. And again, you never know when rat bones are going to come in handy. Exactly. You got to keep them on hand always. (laughs) Well, awesome. Okay. Well, I am going to give you my honorable mentions, but here's what I did with mine. I always like to do a little bit something different. And so because they have such interesting titles, but yet they're pretty much hard to, I mean, that of acid episode is about the most succinct title Yep, and it goes downhill from there. So what I decided to do is to not only tell you which episode it is, but to give it a new name. So it kind of sticks with you there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with my first honorable mention, which is season four, episode six. Okay. Never Ricking Morty. So I thought this one was kind of fun. uh, The way that the, the, the whole train was a metaphor for it a train but it was actually a train that was actually a train set and how it would go out and come back in i really destroyed it and then the different characters i like to see you know when they have the different makeups um but i decided instead to call this one we're on a space train to nowhere like the old talking head song we're on a yep. train to <clears throat> but i won't <laughs> sing it because you know that'll be better for you <laughs> But again, I love that I had a lot of cool characters. Uh, I love the way it kind of drops you right into it. Uh, and you don't know what's going on and where's Rick and where's Morty. And, oh, there's Rick and Morty all along. And then yep. the stories would come back. So anyway, I love that one. It's a great one. Um, but it was um, not as favorable as season four, episode three's 
one crew over the crew coos nest where Rick gets to pull just the ultimate heist. So I call this one <laughs> Ocean's 11 to the 13th power. Yep. Because as we know, he gets into what is this space Vegas? I forget where they are. And the, Rick is trying to get some uh, get some cred with some people, and he keep like he always seems to be. Everybody talks down to him, so he pulls out all the stops and shows everybody why he's the best and smartest in the yep. whole episode. And he is, he is, because again, you get to the end of the episode and you find out not only is he think, thinking three steps ahead, but he's also thinking four steps to the side. And yep. he he really sets it out. So that is my honorable mention. One of number those one. things where it's him proving morty wrong again <laughs> one more time that's a lot of the episodes actually it really is you, know? <laughs> you think about it morty's wrong a lot we're gonna just pick this apart and on a psychological oh my gosh i can't speak i didn't have coffee today oh no it's not yeah, humanly it's, possible it's been a rough day well because i did softball last night i've been tired i was trying to drink water all day I got to hydrate. That's true. That's true. Because I'm bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, our honorable mentions are out of the way. That means we can get started with your five favorites, starting off with your fifth favorite Rick and Morty episode. Lay it on me. Okay. Number five is season four, episode two. Um, It's the old man in the seat. This is when Rick (laughs) goes to his special place to poop. Firstly, the reason it's my favorite is because I also want a place that looks like that to go to the bathroom. Like that is incredible that he created this entire space for him. Right. But it also shows that softer side of Rick when he realizes somebody else has been there. And then that whole dynamic that happens. um, It's the more touching part of Rick. Um, unfortunately it takes such a grotesque area for him to realize that he's kind of messed up in the head. Right. But that's Rick. Yeah. And then all of the Ricks at the end pointing at him, but he's pointing to himself instead of yeah. what he thought it was. That was pretty brilliant, actually. Um, I really I, liked that one. It was it was yeah. one of my favorites. So would your um, special poop place be out in the open like that? Because mine would be like in a room with like all kind of magazines or comics. No, I would, I'd like it to be out in the open, like on a cliff's edge like that. And it's completely peaceful and tranquil and like nature oriented. That would be wonderful. And would it be a bidet or, or, or toilet paper? We just got to get all these. Probably a bidet. I mean, you just, you got to keep it fresh. Don't, don't have paper there. It'll, it'll ruin the trees. It's true, but they, you know, they're, they're digital trees, so it would be okay. <laughs> but they're probably rough. You know, they're not like Charmin. Right. So, did you feel bad for the guy who stumbled um, upon Victor, or do you think he got what he deserved? I kind of felt bad because, mm-hmm. like, that could have been a dynamic that kept going, and it just it was sad that that mm-hmm. happened. More for Rick than for the guy. True, because you, he really opened himself up to us, though not really to anybody else, because nobody else saw. It. But I loved when he went to the office 
to, to yeah. get to find the guy. I thought that was that was brilliant. Yeah, and then when the guy tried to lie with his sob story, and then he pulled the same <laughs> guy true. from another universe in, and was like, "You would have done it either way, so it didn't matter." <laughs> like, yeah, that was that topped off for me. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you were a piece of crap, regardless. I'm going to shoot you anyway. <laughs> The downside oh. of that episode was that that was the one where Jerry developed the app with that alien, which yeah. in itself was funny. I don't really like Jerry that much, which right. I know that's the point. But any time the episode highly like is a lot of him, I'm just kind of like, eh, go away. <laughs> I don't need that. So you must have loved the one where they go to the to the Jerry daycare. Oh, my, it's my least favorite. <laughs> and my, me and my husband argued about it because he's like, that's one of the best ones because it's so funny because Jerry's getting to be like a dad. And I'm like, no, yeah, it's gross. Like, yeah, I don't like it. I do like it, though, when he goes to leave and, it's, and he's like, I'm leaving. And she's like, it was always allowed. Like, okay. <laughs> I love the one where he, he gets with the space Amazon. I, mm-hmm. I thought that one was a good Jerry episode as, as Jerry episodes go. All right, well, then I am going to have to parry your number five with my number five, which actually is a number nine. I'm talking about Rick Potion number nine from season two, episode, yeah, let's just call it three because I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> I love this episode. I think it's it's so funny. Once again, Rick is like, look, just make this for me. What's the big deal? And I mean, Morty tells him, you know, and so then Rick makes it just to shut him up. But what I found funny in this one was, is as soon as Rick leaves, no, I'm sorry, when, when Morty leaves, Rick is like, oh, unless you have the flu. And he doesn't even really worry about it. He instantly knows he might probably screwed up. But that seems to be as little as he cares about Morty. He just yeah. goes back to his work and, you know, and moves along. But I love how, of course, you know, Jessica just falls in love with him, like supposed to, but then one after another after another. And so you think you've got this like whole zombie thing that's going to happen. And then they start mutating and it just becomes just this big, awesome spectacle. And here comes Rick, save the day once again. And he's got to give him the, well, see, I told you this was a stupid idea. Uh, like he always does. But um, so, this one I really loved, but I decided instead that of Rick Potion number nine that we should call it Everybody Loves Morty. Yep. So that's what I'm going to go with. Everybody Loves Morty. I do like that one because it does show some of Rick's vulnerability. Because when he had to jump um, timelines or, or go to a different dimension, he took Morty with him. Mm-hmm. He left the rest of them. Cause he didn't care about them, but he's still stuck with Morty because I mean, he's mentioned a uh, multiple times in it. Like Morty's his Morty, right? Like, he's the Mortyest Morty. So like, I really like that the original Rick and the original Morty are that close. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, all right. Well then let's bounce back to your number four. Okay. So I'm probably going to butcher the name of the episode. Okay. Maybe I should have done like you renamed it. <laughs> so season four, episode 10, Rick, Mick, Rick Morari Jack. I think that's how we say it. That's that is exactly how you say it. <laughs> so this is when the clone, maybe version of Beth, 
comes back. Um, and both the, the Beth that was there and the Beth that left are fighting to see, you know, like I'm the real one, I'm the real one. And they don't know. Um, that's also when Tammy comes back and is trying to get both of the Beths because of heroic deeds and all of this other mismatched stuff that she was doing, um, in the universe. So that was really funny because it was the entire family kind of fighting together. Um, plus you have a really funny moment a really honest moment between Jerry and Rick when they're outside and uh, Rick ends up landing and Jerry's got the gun and he doesn't know what he's doing. And he points at all the galactic confederation and he's like, drop your guns right now, except for you, Jerry. Oh, freaking classic. Because he drops his gun (laughs) instead of holding it against him. I die at that part every (laughs) time because that's so Jerry a hundred percent. Um, it's also the one where you see Birdman again um, in his, his form. Um, and the battle scenes in that one really, they're really fun and really graphic. So I like that one a lot. What's he called? Phoenix person at that point? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, I think it was Phoenix person or Phoenix man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like Phoenix person. Birdman, whatever you want to call him. That wedding one. Um, well, let me, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I didn't the didn't even. One. The reason that one's my best because I almost missed it. I'm going to hear jabbering and not even remembering. Um, at the very end of it, when he has to go back and see which Beth was the real Beth. Yeah. And the fact that he really shows who Rick is. And for the, I think. I mean, we've seen parts where he realizes that he's not a good person, but I think at that point it really hits him. Like I am not a good person at all. The fact that I don't even know which is real and that, that really hits home. Plus that's the end of season four. So that makes me really excited for season five, which I haven't seen. So if if I see season five, that might not be my favorite anymore because it continues on, but I'm kind of cliffhangered on that one. (laughs) That's a good one though. And you get, you get twice the bets. Yeah. I like it because they both, both Beths get to live out their fantasy, like what they would like. Like one Beth is the loving and caring and gets to have the family, whereas the other one gets to go adventure. And as a stay at home mom, I can relate to that, to wanting to have the other option. So it's really cool to get to see her do that. Yeah. And I like Beth. She's one of my favorite characters. I always like it when she's got her, she's in elbows deep into a, a horse holding its heart in her hands. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a horse surgeon. I will save it. <laughs> and when she's saving the deer. Oh, yeah. that was a good one. Horse-ish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, great. <clears throat> well, then I'm going to have to parry that with um, my number four. An episode that I am going to call Death Crystals or Bust. And I'm talking about season four, episode one. Okay, I'm going to have to read it off here. Edge of Morty, Rick, Die, Rick, Pete. And I'm sure you know the episode I'm talking about where they're on their planet and they're getting the death crystals and Morty figures out that if he puts it on there and he sees the death oh, yeah. with him and yeah. Jessica. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this is the life I want to lead. And again, not to spoil it too much, but... He he try he follows the death crystal and 
everything happens. But when he gets it and he transforms and fights off the army and not just the bullies and the police and then gives it up, um, <laughs> that scene where it's in the court with the woman, oh, whoa, whoa, and mm-hmm. Sparrow. Oh my god, I love I love that episode. I thought it was yep. really great. And then to find out again, you wait till the very end and find out what that actual future was. You're just like Marty, Marty. But yep. anyway, that's a good one. I love that. And again, I'm gonna call that death crystals or bust because he needs that death crystal. But- Seems like Morty's desperate need to have a girlfriend has taken him on quite a few. Yes. Not good adventures. And, and not just Jessica, because he ends up buying a girlfriend at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that one was interesting, too. That one was good. That was on, on my short list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let us get around. We are at the halfway point. So we need your number three. Okay. So my number three, season two. So kind of going farther back. Season two, episode seven, Big Trouble in Little Sanchez. Pretty That's much, I guess, my preferred because of, you know, vampires. Rick changes into a little kid, goes to fight vampires at school, and ends up staying as a kid to hang out with uh, Morty and Summer. Of course, that doesn't always go as planned. Bad stuff happens. Bad songs happen. Bad songs happen. That that was a pretty hilarious one. Um, <laughs> But despite me not liking Jerry, Beth and Jerry go to the alien marriage counseling and we realize how codependent they are on each other, which was an interesting episode. And oh, I really liked that despite Jerry being the in planet. it. Oh my yep. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am so with you. That was really, really good. And that is like you were saying earlier, that, that one has two really good yet distinct storylines going on at the same time and it's funny when you kind of sit back and look at it how they both share like a common theme of knowing who you are uh and being true to that but um spoilers whatever but isn't this the one where he keeps dying and coming back in another world in another body that was i guess i'm just thinking of the clone vat that was the that was the death crystal one where he keeps coming oh, okay. back into like the non-hornet world. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the death crystal because uh Morty had ended up uh, accidentally killing him when they were on that planet. Oh, that's right. Shifting over back. and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, because he ends up being like like Scorpion Rick or something. Uh, and 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 um, Wasp Rick. Yeah, it was and, Wasp Rick. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. looking for. And then everybody is Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, everything what? is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Big trouble in Little Sanchez. Okay, well then I'm going to have to give you my number three, which is an episode. Um, it's just weird. I mean, it's just weird, man. I mean, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I love the Borg, but auto erotic assimilation from season two, episode three, where Rick loves a planet, or as we like to say, yeah. love. Planetary style. <laughs> it's love. I mean, oh my God. I mean, pick a girlfriend, okay? You don't have to pick an entire population. And Patton Oswald's 
voice as the the Borg. Oh, don't call him that. We'll get sued by Paramount. That show up <laughs> at the end. Oh, that is. I, this one was really tough not to be my number one because yeah. I do love it so much. I just I, I love the how you know Summer and Morty are kind of doing their own things and left unsupervised, but then they are supervised. And they, oh no, everything's fine. And they shoot a nuclear bomb off and blow it up. Ah! Oh, that's okay. We evacuated them. It's like, yep. oh man, that whole episode just went up and down and up and down. But uh, just loved that episode. I thought it was good. Uh, and and again, auto erotic assimilation. What what a name! These guys are working overtime to name these things. Um, so you like that one? I do. It was. Um, I think I'd given that one. A six. Ooh, save six. six. Okay. I think it was it was one of my higher ones, but it definitely didn't make a seven. Uh-huh. Simply because, I mean, I guess it's a sensitive subject with when it ends up being kind of like a race war in the end. I was just like, why does it got to be that? Like, pick something else. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> accurate because that's what it would be. Right, like, but you, and you remember, it's like Star Trek. It's like, no, you're black on this side, but white on this side. Oh, yeah, but yep. you're white on this side, black on that side. I'm like, oh, yep. it's so obscene. I mean, so yep. absurd. But then that's when it comes down to it, what racism is. It's it's yeah, it's absurdity. Absolutely it's like, is. how can you yep. even? You know, anyway, but yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Though. It can, can make it a little uncomfortable when it's right in front of you. But but you know, it's not uncomfortable. That's what Rick and Morty does. They yeah. try to make people uncomfortable. So they do. They, they did a good job. But you know, <laughs> telling us you're number two will not be uncomfortable at all. So why don't you do that now? So, well, you say I won't make you uncomfortable until I tell you what my number two is. Oh, number two. We already covered that in the planet with the old man in the seat. So my number two is season four, episode seven, and it's called Pro Mortius. This is when Rick and Morty go to the planet and they're looking at like the wet eggs. I think they call them wet eggs or moist eggs or something. And it ends up being face sucker people. I, well, I'm, I'm familiar with it. That actually was on my short list. Called, really? Yeah. I called it alien love style. But then yep. when I took that one off, I gave love planetary style. To it. But anyway, no, <laughs> I know that one because again, you get dropped in the middle and then it leads and then it comes back to the side and then you see, oh, oh yeah, great episode, but please continue. The reason it's my top is because Summer is 100% underrated. Girl power for sure. Girl power! But when they have to go back and realize the only reason that they're alive is because of Summer, because she was like, why don't y'all just not you know, make an egg and blow up and kill yourself. Why don't we not do that? And then she, she literally creates an entire civilization. Rick and Morty destroy all of it, but (laughs) she does this just to save them. Second reason why it's my favorite is because at one point the face suckers look like Rick and Morty are kissing, which is great. (laughs) Whether that actually happened or not, we don't know because that was summer's retake of it. But I want to believe it did. It makes me feel happy inside. Okay. And then third reason is at the end when they're in the living room and they think that they're going to die and they didn't. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yes. Yeah. I'll (laughs) give you a fourth reason that I like that one so much. 
is the swap of their power positions when Rick has his face hugger on and Morty has his on and how they're completely different. Yep. I really enjoyed that too. Even though we didn't get a lot of it, I thought that was really cool little take on their personalities. Yeah. That was a brief, brief time when Rick was like, you could tell that he was almost disturbed at the fact that Morty was on top and he wasn't right. Right. Cause he's, he, he doesn't like, even though he's not in control at that point and he's just a passenger, he needs to be in control and better yep. than Morty. And he wasn't. And I think that makes him stay up late at night thinking about it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Going back and blowing up that timeline, you know? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So talking about interplanetary, stuff would also be how we would say my number two comes around. So my number two is going to be called the Rick Shank Redemption or Intergalactic Baba, Baba Goose. <coughs> <coughs> and that's from season three, <laughs> episode one. And it is, of course, I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan. And <coughs> And when he starts out in the Shonies and they're just talking and Rick was like, Hey, Jerry, take your shirt off and fold yourself 12 times. Okie dokie. You know that you're in for a good ride. (laughs) And again, I mean, this was early on, but he's able to put out that long con of not just showing them how great and smart he is and he's going to trick them. And he tells them he's pretty much going to trick them, but he then does trick them and gets mm-hmm. out. And it's not really just for to, to best with them. It's also to have this other thing that he does that if you haven't seen it, we won't tell you about. And so by the end of the episode, he has this huge whole plan that finally comes together and just blows the crap out of stuff, which blows stuff up real good. It's always a favorite of mine. But um, anyway, I just called it the Rick Shank Redemption because, you know, I kind of figure like, just like a Shawshank, he's, he's digging and he's planning and he's planning and he's planning. And it finally all comes out. There's just uh, no Raquel Welch poster. Uh, but, you know, still, it's okay. All right. So if my calculations are correct, we are down to your number one. And it's not Pickle Rick. It's not Pickle Rick. But it, if it was Pickle Rick, it would be Pickle Rick as your number one. For sure. So this one would be your number two if that was your number one. But we just did your number two. Oh, my God. i got a headache now. <laughs> Let's just move the system. <laughs> you broke the matrix. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and lay on to me your number one that is not really your number one, but it has to be your number one. And so, what is your rating for this one? I forget to ask you about that. So is this one a so 10 out of 10? My rating for this one, this one is a 10 out of 10. 10 out of it 10. would be, if I did 0.5, Pickle Rick would be a 10.5. This is a 10. Uh, and think, I guess great minds think alike because my number one, my number one is season three, episode one as well. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, of course it should be. <laughs> so the downright reason this is my favorite is because it shows how diabolical Rick is. Because right? we the know coffee at Shoney's that not. farts? <laughs> yes. Sorry. All the little things he does, but the fact that he does everything to get back at government officials and at a family member just for going against him shows how dark he can be downright evil. It also shows how far he can push Morty too, because there was one point that Morty (laughs) made a choice. (laughs) Sorry. I just watched that one last night. So it's very fresh in my head. enough to remember it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah, I like totally so, saw yeah, that. that <laughs> yeah, it's 100%. I saw that. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going to do that for sure. Yeah. I also love that despite how diabolical he is against people that wronged him, it also showed that that was one of the first times that he was willing to not let Summer go as well. Because yes. before it didn't matter. But for some reason, this one stuck. And so he's starting to care for more than just himself and then Morty. And then now, you know, a little further out in his circle. So I thought that was really good. And just watching him mind jump was great. His It like caught in my throat a little bit when, even though I knew that there was, there had to be a long time, but when he started talking to Summer, uh, and basically, I mean, talking to the guy who was holding Summer and was like, go ahead and kill her. It doesn't matter. And she just starts crying. I'm like, it's a cartoon. But at the same time, it was really hitting me in the feels because, you know, yep. that she loved Rick, loved Grandpa. I and mean, she def- was going to do what she needed to do to get him back. Yes. Yes. And yeah, and the that- first time I watched it, I was definitely like, if you let her die like that, like after what she just did to you. Right. Oh, my gosh. I was. Oh. I was sweating. wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, and then just seeing all the Ricks. That was yeah. so. That was so cool. Did you have a favorite Rick hairstyle from that episode? Um. Oh, I don't know. I really liked the one where it was like a like a huge bubble, and then it was like a little pigtail, and then another bubble, and it like stacked on each other. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, I like the one that had all the spikes that came out from the deer, like a punk rocker at one point. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. And then there was one that was just like the afro, but it was like bald on top. I like that one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. There's so many of them. I'd love to yeah. just maybe freeze it one day and just, just look at all of the different ones. I'm sure there's a ton of them. Uh-oh. Yeah, because the scary thing is because each of them have their own portal gun, every time, almost every time they portal, it's creating an alternate dimension. So there's at that point, he's almost immortal because there's never going to not be one. Right, right. So that's that's scary yeah. to think about. <laughs> so if you had a portal gun, before we get to my number one, if you had a portal gun, what kind of world would you jump into? Hmm? Telepathic wow. spiders? Um, no, I don't think I would. I don't want spiders. <laughs> I don't need that. Um. Honestly, something with dragons. <laughs> I don't. Well, not that episode. I don't want it. 
I don't want it to be like that episode. I'm thinking like like Aragon, like I want to ride a dragon and be like friends with a dragon. I don't want to ride a dragon. Um unless we were talking like D world where the dragon could polymorph into a person, then we'll talk about it then, but okay. not not that way. Um, yeah, probably for sure, like a magical world, like dragons, and I'd want like phoenixes. Like if I could jump into Harry Potter, that'd be that'd be swell. That'd be perfect. Like, then. Like okay, yeah. cool, cool. I like the Harry Potter world. I can do that. <laughs> awesome. I just uh, I want my letter. I deserve my letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a disturbing. That's what we should have done. We should have decided what the most disturbing episode would be as oh well gosh. because there's some mess that's a, that's a whole different list right oh my gosh oh well i'll tell you what i want to come back we should do that we should do the our favorite most disturbing scenes i'm down all right I'm down i'm ready for a follow-up i love it <laughs> so we're going to get to my number one now and i'm thinking you might have a slight idea what it is do you want to take a guess? Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick! <laughs> or as I would call it, this is probably my favorite one. Well, I don't know. Love Planetary Style is pretty good. But this one is going to be called Mouse Hunt 2, Exacto's Revenge. Yep. Because <laughs> what more? <laughs> I mean, you know, you talked about it already. Yes, it is the probably the most perfect episode and i'm usually not one for picking thing that i know that everybody else loves but there's no way you can't pick this episode it's a good one there's a reason everybody loves it it is it's got it's got everything it's got the family building it's got beth starting to finally see um not just the things that are going on with her but the things that are going on with jerry um it's got Rick really, I mean, I feel like he is really trying so hard once he realizes what a complete jerk he is to not just do something for the first time because to prove that he's smart, but to to do it for his daughter. I mean, it doesn't include making a a stupid world that, you know, floopy flubber or whatever, you know, but just the simple thing is showing up. And I mean, you want to talk to to the nth degree of having to to show up. He shows up as a as a pickle, you know. Yeah. But um, I really liked that because it, it it did show, which we don't really see often enough. Maybe not often enough, but we don't see often is where Rick is really trying to be a father. And um, anyway, so of course that's just one of the many reasons why pickle Rick is my number one, but not your number one because your number one is. Uh, two actually but anyway (laughs) another thing that i like about pickle rick is because it does do that um rick is trying to be a good father but he refuses to do it through the therapy so you can see where there's like the hate of therapy of course um but he doesn't want somebody else telling him how to fix his mess ups like he knows he messed up and he knows he's a bad person but he doesn't need somebody else being like hey you're a bad person. Like he doesn't want that. So I think that's the whole reason he didn't want to go in the first place. Not because he didn't care to, because he can't be told that he's wrong. 
True. And you know, we, we're in the middle of rewatching Bones for like the third season. I mean, the third time because with our little one. And it, it makes me think about how pure scientists just can't see the reason for psychology. Yep. Uh, and it makes me wonder if that's not part of it. But I think the bigger part is that it's just his ego. Yep. And he is just like, you can't do anything better than I could do it. And I'm going to show you how, um, you know. So I always thought that episode uh, had a certain scene in it. But from watching um, from watching last night, man, I finished off last night with watching my top five again. I love the in the in the Rick Shank redemption, as I'm calling it from now on, where <laughs> she, she, uh, where she comes up and she's like, "Look, I mean, like these flies right here. It's like we could readjust them and they would like open things up." Oh, Summer, shut up! You're so stupid. That's exactly what it was. It's awesome, you know, and it just yeah. it kind of makes you think that maybe. His uh, men- mental capacity has jumped and gone to summer, and maybe we will see her hopping the universe later on. Um, yeah, you know, it just just to, th- to even think that uh, was was just very well written. I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I could see summer taking it. I couldn't see Morty doing adventures on his own. He's definitely sidekick material, but I could see summer taking the initiative and, and going. Much like her mom did. Um, I think she could do it. I do too. I think she's yeah. smart enough. I think Morty has problems with hot pockets. So definitely yeah. summer <laughs> would be <laughs> Wow. Well, Jocelyn, this has been so much fun. Thank you really for was. not only coming on the show, but for coming up with a really, really great topic. Thank you. I've it's been a lot of fun. I know we've put it off a couple times because of different reasons, but I have been so looking forward to this. I was so excited. I woke up this morning. I was like, "Today's the day. We're gonna do it today." <laughs> My husband all day. He was like, "Are you ready?" I'm like, "I'm set up. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm excited. We're gonna do it." <laughs> and 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 just so people know, where are you doing it? I am currently sitting on the floor I in love my. That office well you're committed girl you're committed well i don't have any normally i have natural light from outside from my window and so normally i have like a nice desk that i can sit at and have like an actual backdrop and it's super cute but then my husband thankfully pointed it out before seven o'clock that oh you're not going to have any natural light so i had to spin everything around so i'm just i'm sitting on my floor with a with a sheet you're you're getting ready that's that's going to be like your part of your halloween costume right you can turn it into a ghost yeah yeah. let's do it now normally um i cosplay as well so i have a ton of cosplay stuff and i have a viking outfit that i'm going as this year so no way can we see some of those you have those on your facebook page no i don't have them on my no (gasps) i do have them on my facebook page i believe i did a photo shoot um, I'm not dressed as a Viking. I have my Druid cosplay on, but it's on my JD Jackson's Facebook page. So, so when you play Dungeons and Dragons and you're the dungeon master, do you make your characters dress up? Oh, absolutely not. If we, Aww. it's PJs for us <laughs> because we play, I play at my brother's house, um, uh-uh. which me, my whole family lives like on a farm, basically right next to each other. Um, so when I play, I just have this go bag that I'll carry down to my brother's house and I'll set up on his table. And so he's at his house. He'll have his PJs on. Um, 
his brother-in-law will come over. Um, my cousin will come over. His wife is there. So we just all kind of sit down and have like casual games and play. Oh, okay. So it's, okay. it's normal dress. Do you bring props? Um, I have a couple D and D maps. I actually just got this book, which I'm so excited about. Um, I wish I knew the name of it. I would shout them out because they're amazing, but it's a book and you open it up and it's got maps already printed on it, but it's like, I think there was like 30 something maps on there and you flip the books and it's like a flat playing ground. So you don't have to oh, draw wow, anything. Cool. It is amazing. Um, and then my sister-in-law, she paints minis, which she's so good at. I keep telling her she needs to be selling them. She's like, I'm not that good. I'm, she's amazing at painting. Is this the minis. comic book sister-in-law? Um, this is uh, the, when I was selling my dice at GeekCon, uh huh. And I told you that my brother had ended up selling out of his business. That's them. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. No, my other sister-in-law that's doing the comic book is my husband's sister. Uh-huh. This is my brother's wife. Uh, I got you. Other uh, sister-in-law. By the way, there will be a test on this at the end of you watching this episode out there in the <laughs> podcast universe. So be ready. <laughs> All of my crazy family. <laughs> well, one of the things I have to tell you, because I, I just, I loved it so much. We used to take butcher paper. Um, that you could get from like the newspaper, they would cut off the end of the reels. And we'd mm-hmm. take that and we'd like burn the edges of it and we'd kind of get it wet so that it messed up and whatnot. And then we'd draw our maps on it and then like burn a piece off or something. Yeah. And so when I would get to that point, then I could, I'd like, you know, super cool on my like, ice grade or whatnot, pull it out and you'll find this map. <laughs> but, yeah, just because I I I, I, I kind of did it cheaply. I drew my maps that I use, um, which I have a whole world map, and then I have four maps for each continent that I have, and then I have zoomed in areas. I'm pretty detailed map, but I give my players a blank map, and as they go, they can fill it in. So like, um, on the continent they're in, only one of the characters was from there, so she knew some of the major cities, but not all of them because she was from this like little forest area. So as they've been going, they've been filling it in. And every now and again, they'll be like, can I see your map? And I'm like, no, no, you haven't been there. You don't know what it's called. You don't know what that is. You don't get to see. So do they get to see this, the, like the shape of the continent? Yeah, it'll have like the shape of the continent. Oh. Continent. So they basically would go to like um, just a general goods or a map maker or something and ask for a map. They would have to buy it in game. And then I would give them the piece of paper. Um, sometimes, depending on how much they paid for the map, it would be a filled in map. Or it might be a blank map. Um, the map that they have currently, they got from a pretty, like a smaller town. So it wasn't all the way filled in, but it was a complete continent. They just switched. They teleported to another continent last week. They do not have a map for it. And they keep asking me to see the map. And I'm like, nope. 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 Sorry. Sorry. You don't know where I nothing is. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. Oh, wait. I'm oh, sorry. That's the wrong world. <laughs> oh wow this has been so much fun thank you again so much for joining us tell us one more time um where can we find your on you on facebook so you can find me on facebook you can just do at jd jackson in the search bar or just type in jd jackson it should pop me up um it has my pretty face as the profile picture so it's easy to um you can also find me on amazon you can type in um world of souls and then put jd jackson after it and just look for this book. Um, my tag's also on it. Um, you can get this book in paperback or ebook form. All three of them are in ebook form. Um, if you do buy it on Amazon, or if anybody sees this and they bought it on Amazon, please leave me a review. Even if it's a bad one, 
I need reviews. <laughs> Press is good, no matter whether it's good or bad, right? Yep. I just I need reviews because then it proves that people were buying my book. That's right. That's right. And then you're doing shows. Uh, you do, as, as they're opening up, you can go. So if someone wants to buy your book there, um, yep. I'm assuming you can autograph it for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I, I bought mine electronically. So I'll have to leave you a review because honestly, I didn't. But yeah, anyway. I don't have any shows coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go to a few, but I ended up canceling them because of Oh, sorry. My husband was wanting to go different car shows. So we were trying to go to those instead of the Comic-Con. I have to balance the Comic-Con and car shows because he does cars. I do oh. geek stuff. We kind of try to balance them. So you just so. need like a uh, geeky cars and then you guys are set. See, that's what I'm talking What I really want, if I could have it my way, because I'm, I'm into cars too, just not as much as him. I want a Scooby-Doo van. Oh my God, that's the best. Because thing. then I could take it to comic cons and i could also take it to car shows and how amazing that would be oh i want a scooby-doo van so bad would it have like the little um scooby-doo barbecue pit like it has in the scooby-doo skull island episode not that Um, i know those episodes or anything yeah i really want of course i want like the colors to be in the side i want like the shag carpet and everything but i want to have uh, somehow some way to have like a rollout table that has benches that fold down i kind of have this image in my mind it might not work because i'm not an engineer but i have it in my mind um roll out table and these benches will fold down and then i want to be able to have be able to fit eight people at this table and we can play D out of the back of the scooby-doo van so eight people in a scooby-doo van playing dungeons and dragons well i want the table to like come out of the back of the van oh okay okay that makes more sense because you would definitely need deodorant for sure. That'd For be, sure. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Awesome. Well, I'll start I don't looking on eBay. A lot of Comic Cons. Comic Cons are stinky. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> we love the people who go to conventions. Well, that's the thing, though. Even even if you put deodorant on that morning, if you're working walking around in a full cosplay for oh, yeah. six seven hours, there's not a whole lot of deodorants that are going to mask that. No, that's, no. It's hot. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why I use Sure for men. <laughs> I use Secret. That's my go-to. Strong but enough I also for her. Don't, <laughs> I also don't walk around in cosplays, so I don't get that hot. I have a chair. I sit down. So when you do are, cosplay, are you cosplaying at cons before you did this, and now you don't because you got um, the books, or how did that? Well, work to tell you the truth, I wrote my books. I started going to comic cons because of my book i've always wanted to go but i was scared to go um i have not been a very confident person being an author and going to comic cons has helped me with that um but i started going of course and i see all these people cosplaying and i'm like i want to do that and so i've been slowly building my cosplay stuff Uh i probably won't go full cosplay like a bunch of women do um that are incredibly good at it they also make a lot of their stuff and much like drawing i not good at creating cosplays if i can't buy it it doesn't get done um so (laughs) um but yeah i probably won't go like full professional cosplay ever just do it for fun i really want to be velma oh i want to do that good one one. (laughs) i really like (laughs) scooby-doo yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that okay one last question i know i've kept me on for a long time but 
But one question, have you ever cosplay a character that, of your book? Um, I have. Um, ah! A couple years back, I played as um, a fella who is this amazing bad a assassin in my book she's actually one of the top assassins and almost kills the main character at one point uh -huh. before like last minute she realizes that oh like i don't need to kill her she's cool um she's an amazing character i've put a lot into othella if i ever wrote more on my war of souls trilogy it would probably be a prequel about othella like how she got to east texas in the first place because she's not cool. from there no I would love to see that one. I bet you that's cool. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, you know, fresh and new and original. That's very cool. Wow. You're just so much fun. You, you've got so many Aww. things. It's thank you. So glad to have you on the show. Um, I'm so thankful that you invited me. I was super excited. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And now we're going to do a follow-up for faith. Yay. Five most uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> Probably the dragon one will be on Probably it. Probably going to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> and this particular cup of coffee. I don't know why, but that cup of Choni's coffee just bugs the, ah, bugs the crap out yep. of me. But, uh, <laughs> well, great. Well, listen, um, I would like to thank you. And I'd also like to thank everybody out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Fave 5 from Vans. You, yes, you, can subscribe to the show at Anchor FM or Apple or Google, or you could tell Siri to play us, but make sure you say it right because she'll probably give you a fish recipe otherwise. Um, and anywhere that you see us, please, please, please leave us a review. Again, even if it's a bad one, um, any press is good press. And don't forget that you can find us on uh, Facebook, and you can also see us on Twitter. Leave us a, a, I don't know, tell us an idea for an episode. Or if you want to be on an episode, let us know. And don't forget, Faith 5 for Fans is part of the SIP network. And you can find us there at sip.us, SIP, SIPnet, SIP. Man, you would think I would know this after 51 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. Again, Jocelyn, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody who listens and watches. I'm so excited. All six of them. There are. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular. But if it's your favorite, then that's good enough for us. This is Hulk Boy from Hollywood. Sign it off. <laughs>